Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Up to 52% of young folks are moving back home. What is happening here, Chris? You know, Brandon, the United States has changed dramatically in a very short period of time. It wasn't that long ago when you could get a decent-paying job out of high school and even plan on retiring from that job. Well, this is really not the case any longer. The expectations of the younger generations haven't changed. The young people today expect to have a standard of living that is equal to or better than that of their parents' generation. And at one point, this was true and realistic. Well, sadly, it's unrealistic today on a large scale based on the social, political, and economic climates that we're seeing today. It's like a sort of culture shock. It is. There's a level of cultural entitlement and expectation that's not being met on a larger scale any longer, and the younger generations are having a hard time adjusting to these new dynamics. Of course, it doesn't really help that we have an education system now that's creating a lot of victims, and therefore young people believe that demanding what they want until they get their way is the way to go. And, you know, quite honestly, this in large part helps to explain why there's such a shortage of workers in the workplace. It's puzzling, you know, Brandon, why There are so many employers looking for quality workers in a time when the economy is so shaky. I'm sure that these changing economic conditions and affordability of living is driving a big part of it as well. You know, it is. And, you know, I grew up in western New York and I've seen many jobs and and manufacturers leave the area. But I, I look at the housing market here, Brandon, and what's really incredible is I wonder why on earth the prices are so steep here in an area that has little economic incentive to move here. Well, regardless of the causes, and that's a conversation for another time, the high prices of housing and rent is at least one reason why young people are moving back in with their parents. You mentioned the shift in the education system as part of the explanation. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Uh, absolutely. And if, if you look at the hyper focus that our education system has now in science and technology and the far reduced focus on practical skills, you'll see why it's harder for younger generations to make a go of it. I don't even know, honestly, if home economics is even part of the curricula anymore here in our public schools, but, but also the intentional political indoctrination of our young people is a part of this as well. There is a victim creating scheme that I was referring to earlier. And there's so little emphasis now in our education systems on such things as resilience, work ethic. So our young people are overly coddled. They're not expected on a large scale to start contributing at an earlier age. They're expecting to receive, which is why they are swallowing hook, line, and sinker, the political rhetoric, which promises handouts and other freebies. Chris, what can parents do to help their children remain out of the nest once they're out? You know, I think having several very clear focused discussions with your children about this trend is a good way to start. You know, encouraging your children, and it doesn't matter, again, if they're in college or if they're already in the work world or wherever they're at, encouraging them to understand that you, as their parent, didn't get a certain standard of living just because you graduated high school or college, that career development, it takes time, and you may need to start out doing a job that isn't your preferred job or where you're not getting your preferred income right away. My own dad, he used to tell my brother and I that he couldn't afford a house right out of school and that he had to build up his career and income. And did I mention, Brandon, that patience is a rare commodity these days? (laughs) Yeah, I think we could safely assume that. (laughs) 
you know, starting the conversation with your teenagers or your young adults is an important first step. You know, help them to understand the changing landscape of American culture and economy, and then help them to keep the plan in focus as they get their own first apartment, their first jobs. Help them to budget, to understand how money works, because these are things that are not being taught in school. So young people don't understand this. Yeah, but this doesn't mean as parents they can't be there for their children. No, of course not. You know, when I returned from the mission field back in 2003, I needed a landing place where I was able to live with my parents for a few months while I got back on my feet here in this country. But it was, again, it was time limited. I had a plan and an understanding with my parents that I was going to get to work as quickly as possible and then move to my own apartment. What if a parent has a child in the home that is just not responding to direct discussion? You know, this is uh, tough, Brandon, for those parents, and I would recommend speaking with a counselor or a pastor. The last thing you want to do, of course, is not to have any plan or expectations in place, and that can enable a child to take advantage and, and to just, let's put it this way, overstay their welcome. But if an adult child is going to spend longer time in the house, then at least charge rent, require contribution to the utilities and expenses for the time that they're in the home. But if you continue to have difficulty and you're encouraging them to leave for the next phase of their own lives, then by all means, speak with a mental health professional, another trusted advisor to formulate a plan. Because again, there could be some uh, unhealthy family dynamics that need to be taken care of, and a counselor can help you do that for sure. 